This is the Side Hustle Show with Nick Loper, episode 29. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. This is episode 29. Thank you so much for being here. Today's show is all about turning you into a productivity ninja, which, you know, you're, you're already well on your way since you're listening to this podcast. And so why is productivity so important? Well, for obvious reasons, we only have 24 hours in the day, and it's on us to make the most of those hours. And so productivity is even more crucial for side hustlers because our hours are even, are that much more limited. So I consider myself, like I'm like a, a mid-level productivity nerd. I definitely wouldn't say I'm at ninja status yet, but it's something uh, that I'm working on. So uh, because of that, I've brought on the resident expert, Timo Kiander from ProductiveSuperDad.com. Awesome. He's got his superhero name. Um, after the episode, head on over to his site to grab his free download, which is 222 tips for becoming a productivity superstar. And I will link to that as per uh, is the usual in the show notes at sidehustlenation.com slash episode 29. And if none of the stuff we talk about today works for you, you're bound to find something that hits home in that massive list. So now let's bring Timo on the line. Timo, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Yeah, nice to be here, Nick. Now, I bring Timo on to talk about productivity for side hustlers because he literally wrote the book on the subject, Online Business Productivity, How to Start a Productive Online Business and Get Shit Done Even When You're Working from 9 to 5. He's an 18-time marathoner, a freelancer, a father, and blogs at ProductiveSuperDad.com. Coming to us all the way from Finland, Side Hustle Nation is transcending borders. So, Timo, tell us what inspired uh, this new book. I, I mean, my dream has always been to, to create an online business because uh, I realized that I do not like my day job and I want to take con- control of my life to my own hands. So, so uh, I decided that I want to build an online business. And one of the obvious things was that, and I, I think that this is what many people struggle with, is, is that... Uh, when you're working full time and you have a family and you have a lot of other commitments and you have to figure out how to find time to build your online business i mean it's 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 nice to have this dream of yours of of having this this great business but you also have have to find find time to to actually build it so so when i was working full time and I, I had this idea of of writing a book about uh, how other successful uh, you know, entrepreneurs and bloggers and, and internet marketers have built their businesses. Uh, and um, I just wanted to figure out if there are any you know, so-called secrets out there when it comes to productivity. Like there are lots of these, these great and successful people out there. So are, are they doing something differently and, and uh, what it is all about? And I wanted to figure, figure it out you know, all those different strategies that they were using. And, uh, yeah, that's basically how this, this book was born. And uh, it's, it's, it, it has been a very, very interesting project. Uh, it has been written with, with 18 co-authors, and uh, they are all 
you know, sharing their stories and best tips about productivity and, and uh, how to manage one's time when you're building your business on site. So Yeah, this is it's a really cool format um, of the book. Like you said, there's 18, and these are some big names. You've got Pat Flynn, Chris mm-hmm. Ducker, Natalie Sisson, uh, uh, Corbett Barr, Danny Innie, some, some really big names from uh, the internet marketing world, and, and they're all sharing their top productivity tips. Um, so it definitely makes it uh, an interesting read. And to kind of see kind of – you know, everybody's everybody's approach is slightly different, but there's definitely some some overarching themes, and and that's kind of what we'll we'll talk about during the call today. So the first kind of productivity tip or hack that mm-hmm. um, that I want to touch on is this theme of advanced preparation. And sure. can you tell us what what that's all about? One of the the most important things that you have to do is to to prepare for your tasks in advance. And and so basically, what happened in my my situation was that uh, I used to wake up, you know, early around five five to six a.m. and and uh, that was basically my my private time of, of of building my online business, you know, before before I could got to work and before my my family woke up. But I also realized that it's not enough to to have some available time for your business, you also have to uh, prepare for your tasks in advance so that you are not wasting your time and you are actually maximizing your uh, available time. So basically what I did and what I'm still doing is is that whenever I know that, that there is a certain task I want to do next, I want to make sure that I have this kind of a plan that I'm uh, following whenever I start working. So if it's like, I mean, for instance, if my, my plan is to write a blog post the next morning, so so I do some advanced preparation, I outline the post and, and do some, some preparation work like that so that I'm not wasting my time on pondering what to do and uh, and uh, how on earth I'm, I'm going to do it. So, so I have this kind of a game plan in front of me and and it's it's very easy to follow that so they basically that's that's what this this uh, advanced preparation is all about and in general it's it's all about you know having a task list like having this this uh, list of couple of tasks that you want to achieve the next day because it's it's a great way to make sure that you are focusing on the right stuff in, instead of some you know low value stuff. Yeah. So, so here's something I'm I'm guilty of. I mean, I've got a to do list or or a want to do list a mile long. But sometimes I'll find myself, all right, I've got a block of time. I'm going to get some work done, and then I end up staring at this list for 15 minutes, trying <laughs> to decide, you know, what should I work on first. Um, and and I really like that idea of like okay I'm gonna outline that blog post first so I've got some sort of structure maybe I'm doing that the night before so I've got mm. some sort of structure to it so I'm not staring at that blank screen with the cursor blinking at me yeah. and I'm like ah you know how do I how do I get this going um, but do you have any like um, you know prioritization or like any tools that you're using to to kind of um, you know, break this to-do list down. And maybe, and maybe that's my fault having a a to-do list that's, you know, 20 or 30 items deep where it should be like, okay, here's, here's the three things I hope to get done today or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, first of all, uh, you know, there are lots of task management tools out there. I mean, the the list is really, really unbelievably long and, and there is so much, uh, 
I mean, there are so many tools that you can use that that sometimes it's not even you know even funny. I mean, you get so overwhelmed of, of these all all these great tools out there. But the one I'm using is 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 Nusby, uh, by uh, Michael Slewinski, uh, and he's actually one of the contributors in my book. But anyway, I'm using his his task man- management software, and and um, it's it's, it's, it's Nusby N O Z B E. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So um, uh, uh, it's it's based on on the GTD or getting things done uh, ideology. Uh, I'm not following that that so religiously, but but still, I, I think that Nosby is a really uh, simple and easy to use task management software, and and uh, I'm just basically breaking breaking my tasks in, into different projects and and. Uh, um, I think that, for instance, uh, when I have been, you know, writing my book, so you know, spent majority of time of my time writing the book and doing tasks related to this project, because uh, you have to realize that there are certain tasks or certain projects which which have a long term effect to your future success or to your future in your online business. So understanding that there are different projects out there. And and I, I think that writing a book, especially in my situation, is, is one of those 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 projects which which have a long term effect uh, when it comes to building building my online business. So and that's a pretty you know, maybe, daunting. It's a pretty daunting task. Like you imagine, if like item one on your on your list is write book, like that doesn't seem <laughs> that seems maybe a little intimidating when you sit down uh, to the computer. So are you breaking that down into yes. into smaller yes. items? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so of course, uh, I don't, I don't just have an item on my list saying write a book, but uh, <laughs> I, I would say that I just have a certain task. I mean, I mean, whenever I'm starting a project, I do not know all the tasks which are involved, and I know that when I'm uh, having a task list, so so new tasks get gets you know added to the list and then there are some tasks which I'm removing what I'm trying to say is that is that you need to have some kind of a starting point and and uh, of course you need to have some overall idea what the project is going to be all about but at least have some kind of a starting points uh, of, of some of the tasks that you're going to do first and then eventually you are going to learn those those next uh, tasks that you want to do and and all those different things that are needed to be done in your project. So, yeah, I like that. You know, get a get a actionable, well defined starting point that maybe doesn't even take that much time. For example, it could be I'm going to install WordPress. I'm going to find a theme that I like, and then yeah. you know, once you do that, it takes five minutes, and then now you're on a roll, right? You feel like oh, I you know I already crossed this one item off, and now I can you know play with the menus. I can do this and that, and so I think mm. that gets that definitely helps get the ball rolling, but yeah. Uh, let's exactly. move on to point number two, which is another favorite of mine. It says making the most of your travel time. And yeah. this is something that um, you know I was guilty of um, too. <laughs> so we're, we're going to get into all of my, my productivity <laughs> sins uh, in this list. Uh, but up until a couple of years ago, I hadn't even discovered podcasts or anything. And so I would just you know sit in the car and listen to the radio basically and like, oh, this yeah. isn't this isn't the best use of my time. So now I'm feeling very like, uh, and even when I'm sitting in traffic, it's like, well, at least I'm, at least I'm learning something. At least I'm listening to some podcast. I'm feeling, I'm feeling much better about life now. 
Yeah, well, uh, you know, I have to admit that I was pretty much like you, you know, like like some time ago, like years ago, and and uh, I really didn't, you know, take advantage of 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 this, you know, traveling traveling times when I was, you know, traveling from one from one one point to another. So so uh, I was just, you know, sitting and watching the scenery or doing something something other like that. But but. Um, when it comes to taking advantage of your travel time, uh, uh, there are basically, I guess you could say that there are basically two ways uh, I take uh, take advantage of, of that that time. It's either educating myself or uh, it's it's basically building my online business. And once again, we come back to this this uh, tip number one that we talked about. Uh, for instance, uh, when I was working full time, and, and uh, every now and then I had to uh, travel to our capital. That's where our head office was, and, and uh, I was traveling there by train. And, and the train trip took approximately like three hours to get there. Okay, well. And 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 before I uh, I you know started my 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 business travel, so I made sure that. I had all the material on my laptop so that it was very easy for me to, you know, turn on my computer when I went to the train and, you know, you know, just, you know, sat down and started working on, on whatever project I was doing. So I always knew the, knew the tasks that I wanted to do and I always had to plan, you know, I had all things figured out in advance what I wanted to do. Uh, that was also, of course one thing that I did, and then this other thing was education, and of course uh, some advanced preparation had to be done there as well. Uh, for instance, if, if if there was this a particular online video course that I was following, so I made sure that that I downloaded all the videos to my laptop because at least here when you are traveling in a train. Uh, there is no guarantees that that you have a, a, a Wi-Fi access right. there, so, so so you have to be able to work offline if if it happens. So so now that I started taking advantage of those traveling times, you know, it was one of those those best things that could happen to me. Like I would say that taking advantage of those mobile time blocks is is a really great way to improve your productivity, especially if you are, you know, doing this stuff part time. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes. T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? 
Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, that's perfect. If you're so if you're taking yeah. public transportation, you've got an opportunity to to create content and to mm. listen to content. If you're driving in your own car, that can be exactly. listening to to audiobooks or podcasts. Um, yeah. You know, if you're riding the bus, you can be you know updating your your social media and interacting with people on Twitter or whatever. Um, yeah. I just I, I used to drive you know five six hundred miles a week um, for for work, and it was just you know straight up listening to satellite radio there was like zero edu- it was so many wasted hours i called it windshield time of like <laughs> yeah. you know this was all this opportunity for for education and and learning about online business that i just didn't i just wasted it all i feel <laughs> i feel pretty bad about it uh one <laughs> other uh this is kind of a weird not not necessarily a productivity tip but something i started to do when i have been on long drives is actually like some form of exercise like i'll will like tighten tighten my core and really oh. concentrate on that, like flexing my stomach for, you know, the duration of, of one song or, you know, until the timer gets up to, you know, the next five minutes or something and then take a break and then do it again. So that's that might be a little bit weird. But, you know, if you're in the car by yourself and <laughs> that's very interesting, <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm lazy. I'm not getting my exercise, but like, oh, at least I can like, you know, work my muscles somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the third thing uh, we have is working in uh, smaller time chunks with time and scheduling time for break. So this is known as the uh, Pomodoro technique where you set a set a timer and um, you know after 20 minutes goes off, 25 minutes goes off, you force yourself to stand up and take a break. What do you think about that? I would say that that's that it's a very popular technique right now and and a lot of people talk about it. Uh, I have to say that I really haven't tested it as much as what I have wanted because for me, I guess my typical Pomodoro, you could say that it's like 45 to 50 minutes. Okay. And uh, I, I, I think that for me, 20 minutes is, is just a too short time period because I feel that many times uh, I'm just, you know, entering into a flow state. I mean, especially if I have a, a task that I'm very, you know, passionate about and uh, I'm looking forward to do it. So, you know, having this 20-minute chunk of time is is fine, perhaps for certain tasks. But I think that in some some situations, yeah, it it just you know breaks my flow and and so yeah. Uh, if you're getting going yeah. and you're you know in that state of flow, and it, it doesn't really make sense to you know to force yourself to to stop and and break it up. So I'm kind of this is not something that I've ever tried myself. So I'm. I'm kind of, you know, maybe I'll test it out, but it's like, yeah, when I'm going, I'm going. And, you know, when it's time for a break, it's time for normally. So, so I work on a treadmill desk most of the time. And so normally when it's time for a break is when the thing maxes out at like 99 minutes and 59 seconds. Cause then like it 
you know, the display breaks basically. And so I like yeah. hard restarts. And so that's like when my, you know, when I'm forced to like stop, cause it's like, okay, now the, the belt stopped moving and it's like, Oh, I've been at it for a hundred minutes. And so, yeah. uh, the next point I have is with regards to elimination and that's kind of this asking yourself this question, what am I, am I doing the work that that really drives results and you know we focus a lot on our to-do list but i think equally important is your not to-do list i think another way of saying is and this is basically a, a direct quote uh from from a person called let's see i, I just read his book uh, some time ago uh, person, but anyway, he was basically asking, "What is the best use of my time right now?" And, oh, by the way, I remember the the guy's name. His name is Alan Lykin. Okay. Uh, he's he's one of these you know time management gurus out there, and and he basically wrote this book in in the early seventies. Can you believe that? But anyway, uh, he he he's basically asking this question, or he he taught me this question when I read the book. What is the best use of your time right now? And I I think that it's it's a great way to to actually eliminate uh, some of the stuff that you you aren't supposed to do. Um, I, I know that I'm a guilty of this. I'm still doing some work that I'm I'm not supposed to do, but I'm I'm getting better with this. I just um, started outsourcing some of my tasks uh, again with with a service, and I, I know that you are aware of this a service called Ephesus, and and um, I'm really looking forward to to you know outsource some of some of my less meaningful tasks. Uh, for those guys, so right. and we so, will uh, link to all the stuff in the show notes. So FSI is a virtual assistant company. Um, yeah. you send them your tasks, and you know they fifteen or thirty minute tasks, and you send them off uh, to those guys, and they you know just email you back uh, the results. So very handy for kind of offloading some of the small uh, stuff that it really doesn't require your personal attention. If somebody else can get it done, these guys can get it done for you, and it's kind of uh, out of your mind and off and off your plate. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the elimination stuff is something that you could take to extreme. And, you know, this is in uh, the four hour work week where they talk about just, uh, you know, the 80 20, right? Like, um, yeah. you know, I'm not going to deal with this because that doesn't drive the results. And I find myself kind of still doing the same stuff too, like working um, on the shoe business, for example. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't work that I necessarily need to do, but oh, but I kind of like to. You know, I've been doing it for mm-hmm. years. Uh, you know, there's a certain level of comfort there. You know, I, yeah. I probably should, you know, let my VA handle it, but he, I don't know. So that's something I, I definitely need to work on too. <laughs> So point, um, actually, before, so I want to kind of, we'll go off on a tangent here. So I want to ask if you have any system for email. So this is the closest I've ever come to like a Pomodoro technique. It's like, I'm going to work for 25 minutes or half an hour. And then I'm going to like reward myself by like getting to check my email, I'm, like trying to get out of this Gmail browser tab. That's like open all day, every day yeah. for, for probably almost 10 years. Well, when did Gmail come out? Like 2004, 2005. So it's been, yeah, it's been this like bad habit for like years and years and years. It's like I'm having a really hard time breaking it. And, and so the Pomodoro is like the closest thing I've come. Like, okay, I'm going to close out and then I'm going to like reward myself because it's quick. It's quicker to like batch process emails. Like I understand that, but I still like, like I almost get like anxiety over like, what am I missing? Like if, if I don't see it, like the instant it comes in, it's really bad. Mm, so do you have yeah. any, do you have any email, uh, email hacks? 
what I have been trying to do is is that whenever I'm receiving an email and when I'm you know subscribed to this one you know this particular list, I'm asking myself if is this email or is belonging to this list really something that's is it valuable to me? Is it bringing me any value? Okay. And, and uh, uh, if it's not, and especially if I'm just, you know, hitting the archive button button on, on my Gmail, so then I know that most likely I'm not going to read those those email messages, and uh, I might as well uns- unsubscribe. So I have pretty much uh, developed um, uh, an, an, an unsubscribe habit, meaning meaning that whenever I'm receiving an email and I know that this is not going to bring me any value, I just hit un- un- unsubscribe. And that's that's perhaps one of the, the easiest way to, to uh, get rid of, rid of at least some, some of the messages that, that, that are landing to your e-book, in, inbox. Yeah, um, I've got a ton of filters set up. Uh, you kind of un- yeah. unsubscribe uh, habit is, is something. Don't, you know, don't, don't unsubscribe from uh, Side Hustle Nation or Productive Superdad. No, no, no. But everything else, <laughs> no, no. everything else, you know, you've got to be pretty ruthless with that stuff um but yeah, yeah there's a ton of filters like i had uh, you know all these groupon and living social emails are coming through every day you know i set up a filter probably a year ago and you know i didn't unsubscribe from them but i sent them to like this daily deals folder and and honestly have not missed it one have not even checked it since then like there's thousands of emails in there and it's like you know i probably have missed out on some deals but i've saved yeah. myself just like a ton of like this mental burden of having to like manually click and delete it every day it's been yeah um, yeah it's yeah. been a big savings for me yeah and uh there is also this service called unroll.me it's a way of of uh, unsubscribing from um, unsubscribing from uh, multiple email lists at once now do you use their roll up service where they like no, I mean, they batch I mean, like all of the newsletters like all into one like at the at the end of the day yeah 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 i mean I I actually tested that service and uh, it was good, but I'm not using that anymore. But of course, that's just one way of of dealing okay. uh, dealing your your email list subscriptions. But but really, the way they bundled all of these messages together, I didn't like that. Okay, now are you using uh, the Gmail tabs, or did you switch back to the old uh, system? Uh, I'm still using the tabs, and uh, I'm actually in a process of, of of learning more about it, and if if there are different ways of you know taking advantage of it. I mean, I was really confused of it when it <laughs> came out, and I, I know that I wasn't the only only one. But, uh, I'm still using the tapped interface version of of Gmail, and and uh, it it takes a little bit bit of time to get used to but but i i i think that i'm getting better at it every day so yeah i'm still using so. it too like a lot of people kind of had that knee-jerk reaction hey, get me back to the old interface and i i was about to be that person too but i kind of have left it running and have found i kind of like it like i kind of especially like the promotions tab because i'm subscribed to a lot of newsletters too and it, yeah. it kind of lets you you know, batch process stuff a little bit faster because you're not like sorting through, um, you know, stuff that really does require your attention. And, and um, so, you know, uh, Ari, myself from lessdoing.com? Uh, no, no, I'm not sure about that. He's another, like, he's another good guy to follow for productivity stuff. And he's got uh, a system where he, anything that he's got a filter set up in Gmail, anything with um, an unsubscribe, anything with the text unsubscribe in, mm-hmm. um, in the body of the email, he like, he has a filter set up to to dump it into an optional folder he's like if, it, if they're oh. going to offer me the option to unsubscribe that probably means i don't need 
to like see it in my inbox immediately. Like I'll go through and I'll look, you know, once a day, once every couple of days in this optional folder. And, you know, every now and again, it catches something um, important, but you know, it's like, I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, system. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a very nice tip. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for telling me about it. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a really great one. I just <laughs> want to implement it in my own, own Gmail account as well. Um, there is also something else. What I wanted to talk about this, this, uh, you know, handling your email. One thing, what I have realized, and this is of course, what, what Chris Ducker was talking about, uh, in his section, uh, in my book was was that you shouldn't treat your uh, inbox as, as a task list, and and uh, very often we have inboxes full of messages, and 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 uh, what I have also realized is is that if I do not take action on a certain message right away, uh, I still have that that message lying on my inbox maybe weeks or two weeks later. And what I mean by this is is that many times when we have an email message, there are certain tasks that, or, or certain assignments uh, that we have to take care of. And one of those things that I'm doing is that whenever there is an, an action assigned to me, I try to make sure that I actually take that piece of information and, and then I... Uh, take it to my task management software so that it's it's already there and it's it's stored on my task list. So it's kind of uh, out of getting it out of the inbox and in, yeah, into yeah, exactly. the other task exactly. management system. Yeah. Okay, because that way I'm not forgetting uh, some some inform- important piece of inf- information. Yeah, so. it's very much uh, you, digital clutter is is clutter just the same, and it you know yeah. creates this mental burden and. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you there, and I'm I've struggled to get to to inbox zero, but trying to employ uh, kind of a one touch system, and, and this is I wasn't a huge fan of the getting things done book, but you know this is something I took away from GTD. It was like you know the one touch system, and it was like deal with it, delegate it, defer it, and delete it. I don't know. There were, maybe there was one more D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah that's pretty much it and, okay. and uh very good so. Uh, so that was a good that was a good uh tangent on email uh but we'll <laughs> go back to the main list now point number five i have is slow down and this is kind of the uh you know this is very zen habits less is more but but tell us what slow down can do for productive productivity okay so i have this this very, very practical uh, example of this and, and what it means. So, um, you know, I started blocking back in, you know, 2010, or let's say that it was 2011. It was 2010 on on the New Year's Eve. So, so uh, okay, it was call, call it 2011. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I started blocking and uh, I wrote a blog post once per week. And then later on, I started recording video tips and I started doing podcasts. And even with with uh, these three items, like I was recording podcasts. Uh, in every three weeks, and uh, I was, you know, recording this quick uh, video tip on a weekly basis, and writing this this fully full length blog post on, on a week, weekly basis. But even if my um, schedule wasn't that tight, I mean, there are lots of people out there who, who are posting on a daily basis. Uh, even this with with this schedule, I was, you know, thinking about writing a blog post all the time. I mean. As soon as I had finished writing a post, I started thinking about another post. 
And I never really had any time to do any research. I never had any time to to work on my projects and anything like that. And then when I started my coaching relationship with, with Danny Ini, uh, so, so he basically said that I should slow down my blogging pace to a bi-weekly basis. And uh, first of all, I thought that it's a crazy idea. I mean, it's not a way to, to grow my blog uh, by any means, but then I realized that it's it's definitely one of the best best things that has ever happened to me when it comes to blogging. So once I learned to slow down my pace a little bit, I got more time to work on my projects, to do more research, to to experiment a lot of different stuff. Yeah, this is something I kind of had had done in in practice and then uh and then i think read your post on it and felt a little more validated that i wasn't posting as often so Mm, yeah you know and i tried to blog at one point maybe for a year i was like you know trying to do uh four days a week five days a week or three days it was you know it was getting you got to give people time to uh to digest this stuff too especially if it's a yeah you know and and those weren't like you know epic posts or anything not very many of them were um mm-hmm. but you know if you're writing some some really in-depth stuff yeah you got to set set up the time to um you know give people time to digest it and give yourself time to to spread the word about it because yeah. you know if you're going to go after a content marketing strategy you know content is is half the battle but marketing is the other half you know if if you're writing all the stuff and no one ever reads it then the you know that gets discouraging and and all that stuff so um, for for businesses that are not like particularly online or blogging related, is there any um, examples or applications where we can apply this slow down uh, tactic to? All I'm saying is that too often uh, we are too busy of of doing a lot of st- stuff. Like we have uh, lots of tasks on on our lists, and and uh, we are trying to get as much work done as possible but but i have also realized that there is this one particular downside of this and it's the fact that if you do not stop for a moment i mean occasionally you should stop for 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 a planning i mean you should plan out your actions and you should really think about your strategies and uh, you should really stop for a moment and uh, take a good look at what you are doing and and uh, figure it out if it's if it's reasonable reasonable to continue like this is the is the work that i'm doing right now is it reasonable is it something that i should be doing is it contributing to my to my long term success or anything like that so so we should definitely stop for a moment and and uh do some planning and really uh, slow down a little bit and trying to try to see the big picture where we are going because it's very easy to keep on going and and taking a lot of action on different stuff only to realize that you are taking the wrong t- wrong type of action <laughs> and uh, you are you are not getting to your destination and and instead you are going to to the completely opposite way so let's say like you know having every sunday as as your planning planning days where you you, you re- review your week and and uh, figure out the next week and then you also take a look at the big picture and try to realize your 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 direction where you're going and and, and if it really supports your goals so that's what i uh, suggest that everyone should be doing whether you have an online business or not it's yeah that was strategy. that was um something while i was working and even even now kind of as a full-time side hustler it's still like you, you get caught up on some of this stuff and you find yourself working till 10 or 11 at night and it's like you know what's why am i doing this you know it's kind of like mm, you know, yeah. it, it'll be there tomorrow 
And, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of tr- tricking, tricking your brain into thinking like, that's okay. Like, okay, let's just, you know, we'll, we'll tackle this tomorrow and that, and that's fine. So the, the sixth and uh, final point that we have, and you brought up a second ago was coaching. Now, this is something that's been brought up, um, you know, over and over again on this podcast, the importance of investing in coaching. And, and I kind of will draw the parallel of even, you know, all the, the greatest athletes in the world all had coaches from Michael uh, Michael Phelps to Michael Jordan to you know, anybody you name. Everybody has a coach. And I will be the first to admit that I have not made this investment and, and I'm kind of intimidated by it. But but talk to me a little bit about how coaching can can improve your productivity. Uh, coaching is one of those things that that I wasn't quite comfortable with like a couple of years ago, and I never really understood what's the what's the point of of paying huge amounts of money for someone else, <laughs> and and uh, and uh, I I never really understood what's 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 the point behind it, and uh, I was almost like I was against it yeah okay but then th- yeah but then i realized at some point that that hey that that like you mentioned that you know athletes have coaches so it's pretty much the same thing that that you need to have someone else who has already the proven track record and he he really or she really knows what what he or she is talking about this particular person can prove prove his or her results, what he has already achieved, or, or, or what she has already achieved. You want to get in touch with that kind of a person because most likely, this person has a lot of great insights and a lot of great ideas when it comes to 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 reaching your your goals and and your destination. And basically, this is the very reason why I. Uh, hired a coach, and and basically it has been one of the best decisions I have made so far. And when it comes to productivity, uh, it means that you are focusing on the right stuff uh, rather than trying to do everything at once and trying to do. I mean, try to be everywhere and do everything. You have these certain key things that you are focusing on because you have this this personal assistant i guess personal assistant in quotes uh meaning that this person is really taking a good care of you and and uh, he or she wants you to succeed so having a coach is is definitely one of one of the one of the best things that has happened to me and uh, especially the fact that you can focus on the right stuff instead of of doing everything it's it's a huge huge thing did you did you make the investment while you were still working full-time yeah okay yes i did okay yeah If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. And so for people, uh, for side hustlers, there's an opportunity to reach out to 
um, somebody who's maybe a year or two further along in their journey, like in the same, or you're looking for people in the same uh, industry, not necessarily the same you don't want to like your your competitor necessarily to be coaching you, but but somebody who's kind of been there and done that, right? Yeah, like of course my 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 criteria when I chose my my coach was to have someone who is successful in in online business, because that's basically what I'm doing. I'm building my online business, and I wanted to have someone who who has already a proven track record of of being a successful person, and and uh, that's that's. That's how I, you know, pick my my current coach. Do you mind sharing how much the investment was? Uh, it was approximately five hundred dollars per month. Okay. Uh, that's pretty much what I paid for my my coach, and 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 uh, you know, I was comfortable with it because at the same time I was thinking that okay, I could spend hundreds and hundreds and i i have actually done this i have been i have spent like thousands of dollars to do to, to different information products out there which are still on my hard drive mm-hmm. you know and and they're just you know cluttering my hard drive and i haven't done any anything with that with, with those those things so so i figured that that's hiring someone who really understands my situation uh, rather than buying Yet another information product, which is very generic in nature. Yeah, I'm with you. I think having the, someone. Yeah, yeah the one-on-one yeah. is is a better investment. Yeah. It's an investment in you know in your personal development and education. I think. Yeah, and yeah, and consider that it's really personal advice, and it's not just some generic advice that you can learn from ebooks or or some other training courses out there, but it's a really personal personal education, uh, and and uh, it's an in- investment, like you said. And if you take action on what you have been told to do, then at some point, and of course it means that you have to to take consistent action. But if if you take that that action, at some point you are able to, or that invest, investment is paying itself back at some point. So that's also another thing that I had in mind when I thought about coaching and whether I should hire a coach or not so so even if if maybe a lot of money for some but then again that money can can come back to my bank account at some point so exactly it's a, it's a you know you expect some return on investment from it. Yeah. i'm really glad you brought up the point about taking action side hustle nation is a uh, community of action takers and mm-hmm. uh, that's perfect so we'll wrap up with um you know kind of you know whatever system tools apps you use that's that's not so much important as your your point about you know taking action and making something happen and just you know getting getting started so timo um let's leave us with your number one tip for side hustle nation and then uh you let us know where we can find you and connect with you online and where people can get this book you just have to make some sacrifices and it's really all about becoming an early riser and I, I now realize that that if I had been a late riser, meaning that uh, I didn't wake up at 5 or 6 a.m. in the morning and started working uh, on my online business, so I really wouldn't be here. So becoming an early, early riser uh, is, is really one of the, the, the most important things that have have improved my productivity. And Now, do you go and, to sleep uh, earlier or do you just sleep less? Uh, well, I, I guess that since I, w- I I tend to wake up uh, at the same time every every morning, so 
at certain points in the evening, I feel very tired, and I guess it's it's really my internal clock telling me that now it's time to go to bed. Okay. So it's everything becomes automatic. So so uh, uh, it's around you know ten to eleven uh, in the evening when I go to bed. Very cool. So where can people find this book? You can actually buy a printed version of this book or a Kindle version from Amazon. Uh, but then uh, I'm also offering uh, a free downloadable version. And uh, when you go to uh, www.onlinebusinessproductivity.com, so uh, you can find a download link uh, there and uh, you can actually download a free PDF. Wow, free thank you. PDF of, Very cool. Yeah, yeah a free pdf of 197 pages and all i'm asking is is that you're giving me your your name and your email address but then you can just you know download the pdf and do whatever you like to do with it i hope that you take action on the advice that you can find there but but uh, it's completely free and uh, of course there is no one stopping you to to actually buy the book if if you like to have a real <laughs> physical book on your hands or even Kindle version, but uh, that's really up to you. <laughs> for sure. Very cool. Timo, thanks so much for, for coming on the show, sharing all these awesome tips. I think it was a really great conversation. And um, for everybody listening, definitely go check out the book. I, I mean, you got no excuse not to. He's giving it away for free and, um, and put these ideas into action. Yeah, thanks so much, Nick, for having me on, on this podcast. You heard the man. Get your butt up early. That's a tough one. I love my sleep, but I think it's a worthwhile tip. Uh, anyways, uh, you just have to remind yourself you know, what you're working towards and, and that if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. So to, uh, to recap the tips that we covered, so number one, prepare in advance. Number two, be smart about using your travel time. Number three, break it down into small, manageable tasks and time blocks. Number four, elimination. Uh, remember, your, your not-to-do list is equally important as your to-do list. Number five, slow down. And number six, get a coach. Definitely uh, an interesting one there. So what's your top productivity tip? I'm kind of curious how uh, Side Hustle Nation is, is working to maximize efficiency and, and dedicate the necessary time to, uh, to build your business while um, you know having, not having all the time in the world. Um, so I love to geek out on this stuff. And um, so head on over to, uh, to the show notes, sidehustlenation.com slash episode 29 to share your reaction or tip of your own in the comments. Um, and that's it for me. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, until next time, you know, go out there, make something happen. And I'll see you next week in episode 30. Actually, next week is Thanksgiving. So I'll probably take that one off. Uh, but I'll be back in your earbuds right after that. So um, have a great holiday. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 